0: This week, we're going to be talking about your circumstance. What is a circumstance and why, how you're viewing the circumstance is actually more important than what the actual circumstance is. This week on episode 102 of the Relaxed Mail. Hey man, hello and welcome to relaxed mail. All right. So got a few things that have been happening. I am actually starting up, um, making some major changes as to how I do my actual full coaching practice. I'm actually gone into doing a coaching certification class and to this is to help me to gather some more skills, tools, and to learn some of the finer points of the craft of coaching to become a better coach for you men. And because of that, I'm actually learning some new stuff. Now I've just barely started. We've just jumped into week number one. And this is what we're actually going to be talking about. The um the class that I'm jumping into is uh, the Life Coach School. And the Life Coach School has a what they call the model. Now, people say that this has been around for a long time. And no, I I agree in some form or fashion or another. It's always been there. Kent Julian of uh, the Live Forward show, he has talked about several times about E plus R equals O. Events plus response equals the outcome. And the model kind of goes like that, except it it takes it and breaks it down into more steps. With the model, there are five different lines, and these different lines all intersect with a particular line of thinking, because you have the first line is the circumstance line, and you have your thought line, your feelings line, your action line, and your results line. And I'm just now learning. Well, I've heard of it before. I've listened to Burke's uh, podcast for quite a few years. So I've had a very good understanding, not a perfect, not where I was using it efficiently and using it as a primary tool. But that's kind of what I'm wanting to be able to do is to figure out how do I utilize Brooks' model for for the betterment of of you men. And one of the first things she talks about is what a circumstance is. And that's where, where where I want to go this week is I want to talk about your circumstances. What are the circumstances and how do you look at circumstances and how do coaches, they kind of look at circumstances in a little bit different way. A lot of us look at our circumstances as things that are happening to us. You know, we, uh, you know, I've had uh, parents who, who ground me because, you know, I looked at them wrong or I had, maybe you had an, an abusive parent who hit you or beat you or molested you or do, did a, any sort of, you know, horrible action, terrible things that ha- that happened in your life. And we take those and we bend them around to mean a certain thing. Uh, you may be, may have heard women who have been in abusive relationships and men, they can be in abusive relationships too. But the, we take those circumstances and we apply a thought to that circumstance and those and we make those circumstances mean something in particular. And we lock ourselves into it. We almost darn darn near, and many people actually do. They marry themselves to a particular idea, to particular thought about a certain a certain circumstance. And because of that, this is where so many of our line, our areas of suffering, really start to really compound on itself. We start to cause problems in our in our lives because we take something that mean we we believe means something and we just dive into it and we instantly want to to believe that particular thought and so when to start things out with wanted to look at what a circumstance is now circumstance as a according to Oxford Dictionary, means a fact or condition connected with or relevant to an event or action, which is great. That fits in almost perfectly as to what Brooke Castillo's definition of what a a circumstance is. Circumstances in the model mean that it is strictly the facts, the facts of whatever events happened in your life. It could be that you are that your bank only has 32 cents left in it. Uh, Your wife throws things at you. Your son smokes cigarettes, but it doesn't mean that your observances of something is a fact because we can often confuse facts and opinions as being the same thing. My wife hates me. My, uh, my parent, my mother-in-law is overly controlling my, uh, my son Disrespects everybody. My daughter is a horrible driver. My, you know, my mother is a saint. You know, we can have any of those and all of those are thoughts. They're not certified. You cannot present those in a court of law because what you may, what you think could be actually a, a circumstance could be argued. I have a, I am a poor person. Uh, I am, uh, my life will never become, I will never have wealth in my life. I'm not wealthy is, is a, not a, a a circumstance. uh, Actually, that is the same as something along the lines of like, I'm not wealthy is actually nothing more than a thought. It's not a fact. And the reason that you can actually look at that is other people can look at that and go, well, are you really, Broke. Are you really a poor person? I mean, you've got a 65 inch television in your living room. You've got the, the iPhone 13 in your hand and you're driving a, a $70,000 vehicle. Are you actually broke? Well, you may not have any money in your bank, but that doesn't mean that you're broke because you can go over to India or go over to, uh, to Africa and look at those people and they may work, make, you know, the equivalent of, three dollars in a week so are they broke are they poor well according to our standards they are but that's a standard that's what we believe to be a standard yeah they might be poor if they were trying to live in the usa off of three bucks a week yeah they're going to be kind of poor uh they definitely not going to have the money to have the latest iphone a nice car you know not going to be driving around with an escalade they're not going to have a a a 32 inch television, let alone a 65 inch television. These are, that's why the, we have opinions. That's why we have thoughts of a particular circumstance because, and why we want to actually divvy out the differences between the two because circumstances are concrete. My wife hit me. Okay. Uh, I lost my, I, I, I got angry it is not quite, uh, What you, you may think you you got angry, but somebody around you might determine that you're not, you weren't angry. So if you have to, if you're slipping an emotional term in, that's a pretty good example, a good case that it is not a circumstance. That's a good way to determine. It is just the facts. I, I got a ticket. Uh, My boss yelled at me. Those are, those are certifiable, uh, uh, circumstances. My boss yelled at me. Does that mean he's angry? No, it just means that he had a, maybe that he was having a bad day. So he found, saw the closest, uh, guy that walked past him who did something that annoyed him and he barked at you. You've done that to your, your kids before, I'm sure. I know I have. So, you know, there are, there is so much that we want to turn into actual being, actually being facts, and sadly, in today's world, they they're with our language being shifted into mean other things that they they don't mean. Is uh, it can be kind of confusing, but that's one reason why I like using circumstances as what they are supposed to be. They are the facts of a situation. So say you're, let's go ahead and use the boss example. So you walked past your boss and boss called you into the office and he dressed you up, up and down and told you what he, what was going on and blah, 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 you know, just really tearing, uh, tearing you a new one. You walk out of there lighter, 10 pounds lighter because of how much he chewed on your backside. We can break that down and look at the circumstance was boss yelled at you. That was it. The boss called you into the office. That's, that's a circumstance. The boss threatened you with your job. He, if he said that, then yeah, he threatened you with, with your job. You didn't get those TPS reports done in time. That's the fact. That's the fact. If it can be proven in a court of law, it was a fact. Now, so what do we do with these circumstances? So we, now that we know what a circumstance is, what do we do with them? Well, you first need to realize that all circumstances are absolutely neutral. Yes, every circumstance out there is neutral. Every piece of fact is neutral. It's not positive. It's not negative. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not happy. It's not sad. It's none of these emotions. It's nothing at all until we apply a thought to it. So if you're a good example, 9-11, Twin Towers, they fell. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, that can be argued, can't it? I personally would say that it was a terrible thing. Most everybody, the vast majority of everybody who was around on nine eleven two thousand one, knows or believes that it was a bad thing to happen because we saw the towers fall, and we know the emotions that we felt in there. But at the same time, you go and look over in the Middle East, and there were people having parties and celebrating and shooting off their AK-47s on the rooftops, having sharing cookies with each other. They were having a big old party because the towers fell. So uh, is the towers falling a good thing or are the towers falling a bad thing? Well, it really depends on what you think of it. You, uh, your, All your circumstances, every circumstance you ever had come across – is neutral until you apply a thought to it. Now, and once you apply a thought to it, then you're getting the ball rolling. Are you, know, you, you're going to start wrapping some other emotions and stuff into it. And that creates your actions, actions, create your results. So that's where the whole model comes, kind of comes into play. It's it, you have a circumstance that is centered around something. Another great example is whenever I was dating uh, back in my dating days, We'd gone to see, and this is how long ago it was. <laughs> we went and me and my, uh, my girlfriend, we went and saw natural born killers with, uh, with, uh, Woody Harrelson and Juliet, uh, and Juliet Lewis. Forgot her name for a second. And that you may be aware of the movie. If not, it's, it's a good movie. It's an interesting movie, but it's, it basically is kind of a commentary on how media will turn horrible, terrible people into celebrities almost. And that's what happens with the characters of Mickey and Mallory Knox. They go on this killing spree and they, um, as they continue their, their killing spree, they are shown in the, in the news and talked about on the, in media all the time where they elevate themselves to a, to a, a celebrity level status. Well, when the movie was over, I thought it was a great movie. I loved the commentary on it, and I I thought it was a a good movie, all in all. And I loved the soundtrack and all all that. But my girlfriend, she hated the movie. And we got into uh, talking about the key points, and she was, and we, I had my thoughts, and she had her thoughts, and we were bashing our thoughts together. We were sitting there side by side watching the exact same movie at the exact same time, and both of us came out having completely opposite reactions to that. to that show. And that is because we, yeah, we saw the same movie, but we each had a different thought. So it's your thoughts that make your circumstances either good or bad. Now, does this mean that if you're abused, that uh, you should st- stop looking at it as a bad thing and start looking at it as a great thing? No, 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 no. You can, if that thought is serving you, then you. You can choose it. If it's not serving you, you can choose to keep it. Your thoughts are your thoughts. But I wanting to try to share with you that you have choices that you can actually make. If you are sitting there in the in the in your house and you are you think that everybody's out to get you because the last two times you've gone out, gone out into the world, go to the store, or whatever, you had someone almost run into you. So the last four times you went out, you, you know, you almost had a car running to you. Next time you were out, you were pulling into the, uh, into a parking spot and someone almost backed into you. And, uh, next time you were, as you were pulling out, someone was pulling out at the same time. They almost backed into you. And the fourth time as you were heading home, you know, you're about to make your turn and someone comes whoom, right past you over on the passage on the right hand uh side. You could have the thought of people are out to kill me. This is horrible. I'm, I've got to stay home. This is something dangerous. People are getting crazy out here, and I've got to stay home because I don't want to die. Or you can have the thought, and if that serves you, okay. I'm not, uh, I personally, uh, injecting my own thoughts and feelings into it. I personally wouldn't think that's going to serve you very well because how are you going to get food next time? You're going to have to leave the house to get food. You're going to have to leave the house to pay the bills. You're going to have to leave the house to make money. Now, a lot of us now are have the ability to work from home, but still at the same time, you can't. We've seen the damage that it does to a person's psyche being stuck within the same four walls for a year and a half, almost two years at a time. It, uh, it does, does a huge amount of damage to a person's psyche. So you got to get out eventually. You may decide you've given up driving. Okay. Well, if that serves you. <sighs> You can do that. If it's not serving you, then what you would want to do is you would want to start trying to change that line of thinking. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be a real challenge to actually change a line of thinking, especially if it has been with you for a very long time. A big one was for me was almost not every time, but almost every time I found some project that I really, really. Got into and I was really enjoying myself and finding some fulfillment into it. I would do something along the way, either I'd get a bad grade or I'd, you know, skip miss curfew or do something to where. I would wind up getting grounded. And what would I get grounded from? Well, I could get grounded from the thing that I really like, which makes sense. I mean, if you really apply some thought to it, it makes sense. It's like, okay, well, I've got to get to this through the Brian's thick skull somewhere along the way. So I need to do something that will impact him. Boom. Let's gra- ground him from uh, working on his model airplane because he really likes that. Or, Let's ground him off of the computer or let's ground him from his car or let's ground him off his bicycle. Let's, you know, let's ground him in some form, fashion away from something. And I could have taken that as, okay, that's just, you know, I screwed up, but I uh, took the, took the angle of, Hey, this is people try. If I get good something, if I get passionate about something, somebody's going to come along and it's going to take it away. And that thought for a long time was there. If I found something that somebody was really could, uh, you know, found something I really enjoyed, somebody could take that away from me. <laughs> okay. I would, I would eventually drop my interest in it because I was getting too good at it. And if I got too good at it, then somebody's going to come along and take it away from me. And I don't want to have to deal with that, that anger, that frustration and all that goes along with that. So because of that, I applied that thought. Through a lot of orient portions of my life. I mean, that's where I got the, the victim mindset for, uh, that was going on in my life for a good little, good bit over 10 years worth of, of my marriage, maybe even longer than, uh, than 10 years, but it, it, it didn't matter. But I had thoughts where things were getting real good, going real comfortable. So I, you know, I would drop that because that was getting, I was getting too proficient at it that thought wasn't serving me as i started to go on my my self improvement uh path and so i had to take i had to decide you know that's not going to serve me i have to if i want to become successful at anything i have to go ahead and face the fact that somebody may take may take that joy away from me and if they do i will have to learn to how to fight for it Is someone going to actually come along and go? You're not able to do this anymore. You can't have this website anymore. You can't you can't coach anymore because we think you're too good at it, and we need to ground you from something. No, they're not actually going to do that. That thought that uh, that I had when I was younger did not serve me anymore, and so I needed to change. And it's taken work, and I still have a lot of those lines of thinking going on that keep me from having achieving the the joy and the success that I want, but a step into making myself more successful is getting the skills that are needed for what I want to do, what I want to do with my life. Now that I've I've grown up, what do I want to do? I want to be a men's coach. I want to be able to coach people and help these guys pass the different obstacles that are in their life their different hangups and 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 problems that they f- are faced with I want to help them get past that help fly fly past those those obstacles learn from those obstacles so they can grow and become more, even more successful than what they originally thought was going to be possible so you have to figure out how to change your thoughts and a lot of those a lot of that thought work is Comes from you paying attention to what the circumstances are and what your thoughts of those circumstances actually are. Are are you? Or is your thought of thought of how your uh, your boss is is singling you out, or is the uh, the thought of I, I the boss is wanting the best for me? I need to make sure I do the changes that he suggests. You can have those thoughts and you can actually choose. Pick and choose which thoughts you want to have. If you see something that is not, you know, is horrible. My, uh, my, my brother used to walk up to me and sock me in the arm all the time. And it's because he hated me. Well, no, he was just doing it because he's being your brother and he just wanted to be rotten. And so he was doing that. And it was your brother trying to, uh, trying to connect with you and connect with you (laughs) physically and emotionally by coming up and whopping you in the arm. You're, you could also change how you view your your raising if your parents uh, were were addicts or and stuff you could actually change that line of thinking of my parents were addicts and they they abused me consistently and it was terrible and I am my life sucks now because of how they how I was raised my childhood was so horrible I can't get out of it now well. No, there's been a lot of evidence to the, to the contrary, and actually a lot of people who have had a rough life actually become better leaders. so you can actually look at it where you could be grateful for the fact that your parents did that to you so that you can actually help other people come out of that uh, out of that uh, that field out of the pain and the suffering that they have. You could actually help them help pull them out of that. But you could also look at how your parents were were acting. And you could actually look at them in a way to where it's like, well, they're just human beings trying to be in the world. They're just humans being in the world. And they're because of that, you can actually look at their, what they struggled with with a, t- with a lot more love. And you could actually love how they, they failed miserably. Yes. Well, you can always argue and have discussions on whether they did good or not, but they were doing what they th- could with what they had and the skills that they had at that moment. And they they tried. And you, you at least lived long enough to make it to adulthood and get out of the house. You can actually have a great life, even through great trauma. And I, I mentioned before, I'm not a big fan of the word trauma because I think that's something that's overused greatly. But if you did have something traumatic actually happen, genuinely traumatic, not just a girlfriend told you no, or you asked her out and she laughed at you, that's, you know, that might be humiliating a bit, but it's not traumatic. There is, there are a lot of times that we just let our thoughts run free. And that's where I, we need to actually pay attention to what our circumstances are and our thoughts of those circumstances. If they match up to how we want to be, then great. Awesome. Let's let's carry on. If they don't, then great. Awesome. Let's change that thought. Let's see. Let's do some work. Get that thought onto a different different plane. And it's not easy. It's not something that you just go, oh well. I'm just going to start looking at my parents as great and wonderful people, and and everything will be great and awesome and uh, and hunky dory. No, it's going to take work because your brain wants to take the path of least resistance. And because your path wants to use as little energy as possible, it's going to try to get back into the habit of looking at at your life in a victimhood mentality. If you change that and you keep working at it and you start noticing, hey, I'm looking at this like a victim, I need to change that. No, that's not right. Let's do it this way. Your brain will fight it and you'll have that cognitive dissidence that rattling around inside your brain of two opposing ideas. And it almost physically feels like there are two ideas just bouncing off of each side of your skull and, and around and off of each other. And it just, it becomes, it can be very uncomfortable and, and disorienting almost yet. If you stick with the one that you've chosen to, and you let that, that one, that new idea, that new thought germinate, it'll actually push the old idea to the side and you can actually start, living your life in a, in the way, in the form in the fashion that you actually want to live. Now, if you are wanting some help with, uh, looking at your circumstances and looking at how you are, how you're approaching stuff that happens to you in life, we can, you can all always set up a, uh, a coaching call with me, a discovery call. We can do that. You can also reach out, uh, to, uh, Relaxmail.com forward slash contact. And there's a contact form you can actually go through and leave a, uh, leave a message that way. And I will get back to you. Like I said, you can also schedule a call with me or if you want to jump into a group and to start working on your, your community while you work on your mind, we also have the brotherhood of men over at Relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood. Now guys, I want to thank y'all very much for listening to me today. Today. And if you, uh, this is your first time, man, I appreciate you making it all the way to the end. I, it is something great and wonderful. And I give you several thumbs ups. And if you could share this out, take this, this, this episode and share it to your Facebook and Twitter and, uh, D buzz and, and, uh, peaked and any other, you know, any other site that you, uh, you frequent and any type of, uh, social media app that you use take a screenshot share it up give a share a link to uh to relaxed mail so that we can actually start drawing more men in this is starting to grow I've, I've already this this month alone we've already gotten quite a few new listeners in and i want to continue helping this grow and i can't do it without Jaws' help and everything who's been sharing it out man i appreciate that tremendously i am just all sorts of excited with the results that we've had so far but as we grow and as this movement begins to gain uh, more steam we're going to still need your help and so i appreciate it if you would actually share this out with the folks you know if you know a man uh, a friend of yours who could really use this help go share it send it to him as a text that's that's the main thing I ask for for listening to this show Is that's the, that's the big ass that's the big price so guys with that I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna let you go thank you again for listening we'll talk to you next week until then bye